Hi, my name's Emily King, and you are listening to Hockey and Stuff. So what I so I haven't done an episode for um, since uh, early last week. I figured I'd catch up with the first three of the uh, Canadian games that the Bruins have been playing. They've gone up against the Calgary Flames, gone up against the uh, Edmonton Oilers, and then they've gone up against the Vancouver Canucks. They've got a game with the Ottawa Senators taking place, I think, maybe Wednesday this week. That's their next game, regardless. But whilst playing away up in Canada, nothing as devastating as the game against the Washington Capitals has taken place. However, they have lost each of those away games so far. So that's three away games in a row the Boston Bruins have lost. And against the uh, Calgary Flames was um, quite brutal. They really hadn't kind of found their away feet, their away anything, their away ice. They just... The Bruins were just pretty... Not quite steamrolled, but... It was close. It was quite a high energy game, but none of the ferocity that the Bruins tried to bring were a- to the game was able to do anything about the fact that the game ended 2-5, with that 5 being with the Flames. Um, uh, and it felt quite, it was quite cruel because at the end of the game, as the final, as the, as the countdown ended and the score was obviously finalised, um, I don't know what do you call it with the um, kind of on ice music that plays during parts of the game, but Burning Ring of Fire uh, started playing over the speakers at the rink. Um, so, you know, that was lovely uh, for the Bruins. So, definitely for a Burning Ring of Fire after that game. Um, then up against the uh, Edmonton Oilers and uh, Vancouver Canucks, though, last week, there was a slight change. They still lost both of those games. But it was by a single point rather than three, like the Calgary game with the Flames, and um, both of those losses were in overtime. So as they go up to face against the Ottawa Senators, kind of hoping, yeah, that maybe they finally found their away feet just in time for them to end up back in Boston so they can go against the Flyers here in the week. It's fantastic. It's, um, you know, just because they've been having such a good stretch back on their, their home ice and to then kind of, you know, go away and just have this pattern of just not getting there was quite disappointing to watch. I mean, it was good to see them you know, slowly improve, but they haven't quite figured out how to operate as a team when they're not back at TD Garden and on home ice. But I haven't caught up completely with the games uh, in my uh, playthrough of NHL 19 and the career mode, but I suspect I will probably end up doing better against um, the Oilers and Canucks and that. But yeah, it's cool. It's not a competition between me and the real Boston Bruins. You know, my fictional pro player character. Not a competition at all.
I've been having little flicks through Hockey for Dummies. That's one of the Four Dummies books, but it's the second edition, which was printed in 2003. There is a third edition. That copy of the book, which came out, I think, more like sort of the other side of this side of 2010, is impossible to find. Um, It may have existed at some point, but at least in the United Kingdom, it is impossible to get a physical copy of that book. Meanwhile, when I was originally looking for a copy of at least the second edition of Hockey for Dummies, I found a copy of the book online, being sold through, I believe it was eBay, I got a screenshot of it, which if you ask me I might show you you guys on my Twitter sometime, but it had a suggested price of over £5,000 for a second edition of a book from 2003 about ice hockey. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I like the full dummies books for certain things, like I've done some good ones for D&D over the, year, over the years, aka Dungeons and Dragons. They've done some good ones for things like knitting. Certainly, actually, if I need to remember how to do um, certain types of stitches and techniques in knitting, if I search that technique and a full dummies site listing comes up for it I'll tend to go and check that out more than other sites for instructions because they're usually pretty clear um, but yeah the four, uh, the four Dummies ice hockey book is pretty interesting and has a lo- the second edition, like I said, I don't know if it's in the later editions, but the second edition from 2003 has uh, has its, uh, has appendices, the appendix C is hockey signals and I have been wondering what some of the signals mean that obviously the referees and that use during the game in order to sort of like sort of call out what certain moves are that they've seen and that and well they've got like do you guys know like the kind of persona of the full dummies books like that guy with like the short hair and the big eyes and the really weird triangle head well there's just loads of him dressed up in a referee outfit doing the hand movements and um, I had wondered what the high sticking hand movement looked like when it gets called on the ice because I usually can't see the referee that's done that whilst I'm watching on TV Um, and I I really really feel like they could have rethought what high sticking looked like I'm going to say what it looks like because I've not got the show rated uh, to say what it looks like, but it looks interesting, that's for sure. Oh, I forgot to mention that book. £50 shipping, the, 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 the over £5,000 worth of um, ice hockey, uh, but in fact it was, I'm just looking through my notes from when I wrote it down, it was actually £5,459 and so many pence, which is a lot of money in dollars, if you're thinking in dollars, um, and yeah, £50 shipping, I mean, yeah, whatever, but um what I wanted to talk about in this part uh, of this episode uh, was the fact that I have been getting through some serious knitting whilst watching games. Um, I'm depending on what I'm knitting. For those of you 
I don't really understand knitting, affects how much I can get away with not looking at what I'm knitting. Like, there's some intricate things where you can have something on in the background, but the chances of you being able to look at the screen of whatever's on in the background are like pretty much nil. Some things actually can. So the sneed I'm working on at the moment is one of those things where you can pretty much focus most of your attention if you're an experienced knitter at a screen rather than knitting in your hands. So when I haven't been exercising and watching my hockey games, I've been trying to finish up a sneed uh, that I've been working on in time for, well, at this rate, winter. Um, but it's not, it's not got too much further to go. Be nice and warm and toasty. I'll have no ice hockey rinks to wear it at um, in my local area because Cornwall doesn't actually have any ice rinks but temporary ones that get set up for people to do annoying things on around you know, Christmas basically and that kind of holiday season. But yes, yeah, so I've knitting a whole load lately. Um, Perhaps at times my knitting might have been more exciting than what happened in that Vancouver Canucks game. Because that was I mean okay, there were some fast paced moments, but at the same time there was just there was just it just so long before anyone scored. So so long. That's it for this episode. If you are interested in following me on Twitter, you can find me at EMKingMA. You can also follow me on Instagram at Emily Jane, that's J A Y N E, King M A. And if for some reason you really like geeky things, I suggest you check out my main podcast at nerdassemble.co.uk.